0: Love Talk Radio.
1: T.R. is with me, and we are back again. It is the flagship program on this crazy little network that we've been running. And it is almost playoff time, and we are here. We are live right now, if you're listening. We may not be so live, but right now we're live. Uh, T.R., what's up, man?
2: Yowza, yowza, yowza. It's the flagship show. It's Wednesday night. It's 8 p.m., Tonight, for you, Nate Bush, is sort of a playoff preview, a wild card game, if you will. We have a big show lined up, but truthfully, since you got us Dave Benz and uh, Jim Peterson and other people connected to the T-Wolves, I've adopted them as my second favorite team. So good luck, my man.
1: Going to need it tonight. big game going on up in Minnesota tonight is the Wolves. Win and you're in. The Nuggets win and you're in. They play each other. Basically, as you said, TR, the play-in game for the playoffs. And speaking of uh, playing games, you should head over onto our sponsor right now, WowFreeCam.com. That's right, WowFreeCam.com. They have been with us, TR, from the beginning. A consistent sponsor with us. And we thank them so very much. So pay them back. Go check them out. They've got a little something for everybody. And Tr, I know you were talking the other day about your uh, your problems with uh, your financial situation. because you know, we we could always use more money. And the head of Wow Free Cam did tell me that if you needed to, he would hook you up with a site <laughs> over there.
2: Oh, uh, so so I, so I can per- perform nude as I once dreamed as a young uh, bully growing up.
1: Absolutely, you sure can. Well uh, we me better not yet but we
2: don't sure want to we don't we don't want to turn off our uh our viewers and listeners to the site, so I'll wait till I'm completely desperate and find a market for big fat tattooed guys. <laughs>
1: well if you go if you go I know if you accidentally click on it and you don't mean to and you C T R this'll be the sound you hear. <laughs> yes it will. <laughs> I love you. You know that. <laughs> but we got, got a you. big show lined up tonight. Couple of really cool guests. I'm going to pay for that one day, ain't I? <laughs> no. No. Nah, okay. We got some really cool guests lined up here tonight. It is episode 23. If you're joining us, thank you very much. Our numbers just keep going up. More and more people checking out this wackiness over here. <laughs> That is Wide Men Can't Jump, and we've got some really cool stuff to talk about tonight. Uh, First off, big shout-out to our buddy Tim up in Canada, who's keeping us up to date on the hockey games. Uh, Your flyers, my penguins, are facing off, and the pens are laying it to them. But if you're into hockey, playoff hockey has started. Check out Tim as he goes through Wide Men Can't Score on Monday afternoons. You can download those shows and get all the info on hockey you ever wanted, Tim knows more about hockey TR than maybe you and I know about basketball and that says a lot.
2: Yeah, he uh he knows his shit and uh I don't know. I I am from Philadelphia and my focus is on those 76ers but uh you know that little inbox of penguins dancing around was a little bit uh a little bit much even though <laughs> hockey isn't my sport Sorry. but credit he does know his stuff.
1: Well, I'll I'll trade if if the Penguins lose, I'll trade the Penguins losing a series for the Timberwolves to get into the playoffs and to end the drought. But TR, those seventy sixers, fifteen in a row, they've won. They are currently the three seed, and as long if they win tonight, they clinch. They clinch that three spot. So what do you what do you say about them?
2: There's a new slogan in town. It's called hashtag here they come. And I believe the marketing department had finally smartened up and uh, got rid of that old thing that they used to say from the, uh, you know, small percentage of goobers, as they say, the vocal minority on the internet and so forth that said that old saying um, that we dissected last week. And we figured out that there was only five total players on the 15 man roster that had anything to do with that. And only two were good players. So, Mm-hmm. Uh, the streak is great. Like uh, last night, for example, three leading scorers, J.J. Redick, Marco Bellinelli, Ersan Ilyasova. Actually, the four leading scorers. Amir Johnson scored 15 ahead of Ben Simmons. So, And you can even put Ben Simmons in there, but I don't feel like arguing that Sam Hinkie would have drafted Ben Simmons. He doesn't even know who Ben Simmons is. But anyway, um, the veterans that Brian Colangelo bought in, brought in and bought is actually a Freudian slip because he bought in J.J. Redick and overpaid for one year. But it's paying dividends now that he added a couple other shooters because J.J.'s got fresh legs, scored 28 last night, etc. cetera. Um, nothing to do with past regimes in in, in my view. Uh, so I stick with here they come. And the Bucks tonight will be a tough opponent um the guy you made me like you in 60 minutes Giannis is playing uh Dario got a busted you. lip and Dario got a busted lip and a missing tooth last night but he is available tonight um Embiid is not so will we win 16 straight going into the playoffs or will the Bucks give it everything they got I don't know it's going on as we speak The tip off or something right now probably but uh what the hell? We're more entertaining than the Sixers Flyers than anything else. And uh you gotta be with us. So <laughs> we'll let you know what's going no on doubt. later. No doubt.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely keep you up to date on that. So the seventy Sixers winners of fifteen straight. Uh from the looks of things, and we'll dive deeper into this later, they um they have really played well, T R. No no doubt about that. And tonight they could lock up that three seed and they could very much be facing, I believe they would take on more than likely the Milwaukee bucks or the Miami heat. Um, and you know, TR that's to me, that's a winnable series. If they beat the bucks tonight, they will probably end up playing the heat. If they win, um, I believe they play tonight as well. They take on the Raptors who are leading the East and they may be setting some people because nobody's going to catch them. They are the locked number one, but again, more on that later on. Um, Minnesota, let me just go ahead and dive into it. Um, it's been a, a wild, wild week. I watched Minnesota lose some key games. They lost to Memphis last week. They played Denver, and I was very angry at that game. as I just felt they gave it away. They had it. Butler did not play. Butler uh, was suited up but did not play. The Wolves played Denver in Denver without Butler, and they kept it close which is why I'm hoping, fingers crossed, tonight at home in Minnesota, with everybody healthy, everybody playing, Butler's back, that we can lock up this playoff spot and end the, the 13-year drought of playoffs. It comes down to one game. Um, we could have got some help the other night had the Blazers beat the Nuggets, but the Blazers shot at just an ungodly 32% from the field. The Nuggets have won like six, I think it's six straight, uh, heading into tonight, but they they need that streak must end. They've won six straight. Wolves have won two straight, and there's some life for the wolves to actually not just get the eight seed, but they can jump all the way up to the six or the seven. Uh, there's some scenarios out there. Uh, I saw a few scenarios here. Wolves have to win. There's no chance that they get in if they lose tonight. So the loser of tonight's game is out, gone. Uh, Minnesota can get a Six seed with a little help, and they can get a seven seed with a little bit of help. San Antonio is playing tonight again. Of course, this, by the way, in case you're wondering, it is April 11th if you're listening back to this. We kind of have to go by that. The Spurs are playing the Pelicans. If the Spurs win, the Wolves have a shot if they win their game. The Jazz and the Blazers are playing. There's a little bit of something there. So those two games plus... Gotta win your game, and that's the big one right there. The winner gets the final spot in the playoffs. And believe it or not, TR, this isn't even on ESPN. That game is not on ESPN.
2: Uh, it is on NBA T V if you have that. Yeah, that was a decision
1: made late. They they put it on NBA TV. It's also on NBA League Pass. But we don't
2: want anybody watching that unless it's starts after our show right
1: <laughs> it's starting here about right now actually the game is
2: <laughs> I, I know I, I think every every damn game starting right now it's on purpose but what are we going to do um it is what it is and it's our favorite sport and it is kind of crazy that i had figured at least one of the conferences would have everything set in stone by tonight and even the East can be all jumbled. The only one etched in stone is uh, Indiana, I believe. They're four, no matter what happens. But
1: uh, Indiana could be four, wrong. I think
2: uh,
1: Toronto is one, no matter what. And I'm yeah, almost, yeah. I'm pretty, and Boston's two. Uh, three can switch. So three and four is up for grabs. Um, six, seven, and eight—they uh, know the three teams that'll make those up, but they don't know the order. So those can Yeah, that's that's. But yeah, Indiana set I mean, at
2: is... five.
1: Yeah, Indiana set at five. Boston set at two, and Toronto's set at one. Um, in the West, the Rockets are the one. The Nug, the Warriors are the two. Portland and Utah uh, are they are playing tonight. Portland and Utah. The winner of that game gets the three seed, and the loser, I believe, will get the four. New Orleans can leapfrog Portland and get the four, depending on if they lose tonight. A lot of scenarios here. The Spurs can still move. The the Thunder can move. The Wolves can jump up. The Nuggets could jump up. It's it's a mess out west. It's it's literally just, you know what? Anything can happen. It's it's the NBA and it's almost playoff time.
2: And this is what we were shooting for when we started this program this time of year. That's uh, probably reflecting the numbers going up lately. Um I'd like to think that it's mine and your and Tim's uh, collective great personalities, but I- I- I'm sure it has something to do with playoff time. Um, oh, for sure. And we're going to give as good and as inside information as we can get. We have the sources and connections to do so. And it's going to be a fun ride. I'm crossing my fingers for your T Wolves. Uh, I don't want to be talking about the Nuggets, but we may do some spot shows a random Friday, Saturday, so we'll keep you updated. Spot update shows
3: I love that. I love that
2: spot. Exactly. Check. But, we, you know, if something major happens, we don't want to wait till next Wednesday to talk about it, you know. So we may uh, – we'll keep everybody updated via our Twitter, Instagram, new to us, Instagram this week we got. Um,
1: it is. Instagram uh, both is our, there.
2: Both Go our ahead. personal pages personal. on all the above forums that I mentioned, plus Facebook, we have a page. And Nate'll run that shit down because he knows better how to link stuff and talk about technology oh, yeah. than I do.
0: So, yeah, uh, uh, if you
2: go, actually, really quick on the sisters. since you put it out uh, here. Oh, you wanna plug it? I'm sorry.
1: I'll go ahead and plug no, it. If you uh, got to plug, uh, since plug you plug uh, Wide Men Can't Jump on Instagram. Uh, if you ever need to email us, so I, I never plug this. If you ever need to email us, we are Wide men can't jump at Gmail dot com. <laughs> Uh, we also have Twitter. It's at wide jump on Twitter. We have Facebook. It's wide men can't jump on Facebook. You can follow TR. He's TR shock on Twitter. I am M M I T M Nathan on Twitter, but I use the wide jump account more than my own personal one. So, uh, definitely give us a follow, give us a like, follow us on Instagram. We're all over the place. Expanding like crazy. We'll have some big news coming up next week. Um, and we've got some big news. We've got news tonight, too. So, I mean, every everything's falling into place. We continue to grow, expand, and thank you for listening. We just added uh, another country today, TR, listened in to us over the weekend, uh, the Netherlands. So uh, I don't know how to say Jeez. thank you in, in the Netherlands, but thank you in the Netherlands uh, for listening in. So we're, Wide Men Can't Jump is growing, and we appreciate everyone for helping us out there um so tr before we get moving and get into more playoffs and more we got a guest coming on here in about 15 minutes um i I ran a format down for us and sent it to you and uh i left off one thing and i want to talk about that right now it's the biggest story on espn and all the major sites and i don't it just slipped my mind but i'm definitely going to cover it now um did you see Andre Ingram last night? Now, that, may, that name may not ring a bell, but Andre Ingram, did you happen to see that?
2: Yes. Quincy Jones had written just once, and he performed it and took it to number one back in the 80s. Um, now, Andre. Andre Ingram. I noticed uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Thank you. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about, and... I I may have a trivia note, but I did no research. I just kind of guessed this. It would be the first time in history of Twitter that two guys named Andre were the two uh, hottest trending topics last evening. I, I can't imagine that happened any other time. <laughs> referring to Andre the Giants documentary and Andre Ingram, who yeah. played with grayish hair, a 32-year-old journeyman who just kept trying family man. Uh, you might know more of the details to the story than I do, but I know in front of Hollywood, playing the number one team in basketball, he dropped 19 last night, so good for him. Congratulations, Mr. Ingram, and of course, we will be hunting you down for an interview at some point.
1: Yeah, Yes, uh, Andre Ingram, in case, you, in case you didn't notice last night, he is 32 years old, played at American University. Um, he has spent 10 seasons in the G League. It was back when it was the D League even. He's played the second most G League games in history at 384. And he also has scored the most three-point field goals in G League history at 713 three-point shots made. And he has the fifth most points in G League history at 3,901 after 10 years in the G League, this guy got the call from the Los Angeles Lakers to come up and play, and boy, did he make the best of it or what, 19 points against the Rockets, and this dude's trigger on his release, one of the fastest releases of a basketball I've ever seen. He's got the ball out of his hands, TR, on his way up in his shot. its it, I've never seen anything like it.
2: Got to be quick and good for him, man. That's a One of those feel-good stories. I don't think, uh, memory serves me, I I think we meant to do this as well since you brought up the G League. Rest in peace, and now I don't have his full name. I I remember his first name, Zeke, who passed away uh, uh, mid-game, I believe, uh, about a month or two ago. Um, Do you know his full name,
0: Nate?
1: Uh, His name was Zeke Upshaw. He collapsed on court. Um, he was with the grand rapid grand rapids drive and he had, um, some sort of cardiac incident. I don't know full details on what happened there, but he had some sort of incident and it was, it was bad. Um, it was a shame that that happened and we do wish him, we wish his family their condolences and, um, very, very upsetting that that happened. And you don't want to see that to anybody. I don't care who you are. And if you do want to see somebody die on the court, then you're an asshole. So, you know, I, but that's a shame that that happened um, and the way it happened. So our condolences go out to him and his to his family on that. But anyway, um, the G League, they spit out some players from time to time. Uh, this is not the Andre Ingram, uh, if you're the Lakers, what do you do now? He got the game ball last night. He looks more like a uh the type of guy that's gonna go out there and shoot. not the kind of guy you're gonna see play a lot of defense, play a lot of hard nose defense, but he's gonna shoot the ball and he's really gonna control the uh control the uh just stand in the corner, not a point guard, just a shooting guard a guy that's gonna come off the bench. Uh, what do you think of this guy, Tr? Do you think he's got a uh, think he's got a future in the league?
2: Hey, anything's possible. He looked good last night. He's got the tenure, so with that comes wisdom and smarts. Um, so he probably has the uh, basketball IQ to stick around. I kind of agree from what I saw with you that he'd be better suited as a bench player, but nonetheless, a guy that could come in and you know make some quick threes, maybe get you off a of Schneid. If you will, and uh, yeah, you know, best of luck to him. I hope he continues. And the only thing I'd recommend from a personal standpoint is shave it bald, man, because pretty soon it's going to be coming in like Bill Russell, <laughs>
0: <laughs> too
2: great. Hey,
1: at least at least he still yeah. got it. I mean, I can't I can't knock a guy; He's still got it. I don't even have it to sh- to to give anymore. <laughs> I just shave mine off and say to heck with it. Uh, but yeah, I good for you. him. One of those feel good yeah. sports stories that um, that you like to see. You know, you hear about all these, these punk kids that get these big contracts and they go out there yeah. and they buy their Maseratis and they they do all this stuff and they they ass off and horse around and it just pisses you off because they're wasting talent. And then this guy who worked on his game and, and earned a spot. Ten years. Ten years in the minors. That's insane. Most guys give yeah. up before then. I'm glad he didn't. I'm glad he made it i can't I can't get mad at that
2: me too um good for them, and we also have the Lakers pick as a sixer guy, so uh, don't help them too much uh, I guess there's <laughs> only one more uh, they play tonight, I would guess, but
1: uh, uh and um, he's on, they lost seal even though he played they did play the rock they still lost
2: there you go, way to go, my man Ingram um. <laughs> There's some, there's On the a, I think it's protected though, isn't it? Isn't that
1: pick protected?
2: That, that, that pick has so many different, has more stories than Walt Disney. I mean, depends <laughs> who you ask. I, I don't know who the goddamn real, what the real factor is. Like, you know, but I the think last I, I heard somebody, somebody with credibility reported that it looks like we'll have the 10th overall with that pick. And then, uh, you know, there's others that say it's two to five protected. So we could still be in a lottery and still hypothetically get number one. Uh, I don't know, uh, kicks and salary caps and stuff. Uh, that's not what my expertise is. I like X's and O's and, and talent, uh, evaluation and, and so forth. So we'll get an expert on that shit when the season ends. Um, when we yeah. do a lot of draft
1: talk, I think uh, I think I had that pick for about a week there, and I, I traded it for some uh, some Chinese food. But uh, nevertheless, yeah.
2: <laughs> no, you gave it to Hanky for a second rounder and, and some Chinese food. <laughs> yeah, Chinese food, second
1: rounder, and I think I, I think I got a guy named like Ungba uh, Kanamute. Uh, he came and played and ate with me. So yeah, that was that. But
0: <laughs> so tr, yeah, it was signed on a ten day deal,
2: but. Signed on a ten day deal, but after eating with you he was out sick the next nine. Well, you know,
1: trust trust the Chinese food, that's what I say. So There you uh, go. <laughs> uh speaking of uh that phrase that we completely and utterly took apart last week and uh a lot of believers in that uh took offense. They took offense to that. Uh we've been having our share of trouble on Twitter. We have had people that are all, right, all well, over us on Twitter. <clears throat>
2: You, uh, you really coming from the humble background of West Virginia, um, and our different type of, uh, lifestyle, sleeping schedule, all that, uh, just simply yeah. responded in a gentlemanly way. And I was unaware, but, uh, you've responded on a page that's really like a hanky cult page. And, uh, it was almost funny, um, they're they're the weirdest second weirdest fan base in existence besides pro wrestling fans and uh
0: <laughs> you know, I'm
2: that. I'm guilty of being one of the two. I still like wrestling but, you know, I don't like that guy. Or his time here. But when you uh when you
0: <laughs>
2: when you uh unexpectedly hit that hornet's nest, all those uh Guys, I think there was fifteen guys coming after you with a combined six followers. Um, so you know, you know they had a great argument. But
0: um, oh yeah,
4: they
2: did. Then I, called a did. I, called then I caught a little. They I got caught. Every name in the book. Yeah, I caught a little bit later in the, in, the, in the evening. Later in the evening, I uh, I jumped in a little bit and mentioned some facts, which you know they hate. But you know, I'm past all that because. I plan to go to a Sixers playoff game or two or three or four or five or however many I can afford. And I'm going to be sitting amongst them. They're cheering for the Sixers. I'll just kind of put cotton in my ears when they say stupid things, but we're all Sixers fans in the end. So, you know, what are you going to do? But even the the Sixers, even the Sixers have made a, a stance on this. Uh, they partnered up. God, I should know this. I just read it right before we went on the air, they par- but my notes up? Are downstairs. They partnered up, and this, the uh, the saying is "unite us," um, and it's with uh, an organization that's worth uniting with. So I suck right now, but um, and <laughs> okay. they're going forward. They're going forward with the slogan "Here they come," which is much more accurate. Considering how they pretty much were they were you know under 500 at one point and losing to bad teams and they just came together and I thought it was just because they were beating weak squads tonight will be very telling with the Bucks but you know they beat the you know the Nuggets and the T Wolves and granted we were they were missing some players but they they've they've beaten people by 20 points 15 points. They had the Cavs by thirty and ended up holding on by the skin of their teeth, but they did they did win. So, and that was a healthy Cavs team fighting for seeding. The Cavs unfortunately yep. play the Knicks tonight, and the Sixers play a very tough and hungry Bucks team. So, you know, hopefully that win was not, you know, all for nothing. Because I I I hear now that they lose the tiebreaker. I was of the uh, belief that they win the tiebreaker. And of all the teams I do not want to play, they would be playing in the Indiana Indiana Pacers, who, you know, came in here last time they played and just with Embiid, they just outplayed them. They 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 seem to have their number a bit, and I I don't like the matchup. But you know, that's then. This is tonight. We'll we'll concentrate on the Bucks and we'll figure out who we play.
1: Well, right now. In the first quarter, the 76ers lead the Bucks 25-10. to 10. So, that tells you how that's going. Excuse
0: that's me, good how play. that's
1: going. Yeah. Uh, right now in the first quarter, Minnesota leads 24-19, to 19, almost at the end of the first there. So, keep it up, boys. Tim Dombrova is messaging me constantly with updates. Uh, so, thank you, Tim. You are a big help to this show, for sure. Um we're gonna have a guest join think, us here in a little bit.
3: Go ahead.
2: I don't think that's gonna be easy for you, Nate. I think it's gonna be a nail biter and one of those pain oh, in the ass know it is. that you're gonna to have to wait until the last possession.
1: I know. And right now, I I refreshed <laughs> my my update and it's 24-22 now. So there you go. There yeah. goes from 24 to 17 to 24 to 22. Um, you know, it's been a good day though. If uh, things continue the way today has went. I know on The Wide Men Can't Jump it's been a good day and um, had a good day personally. So hopefully, fingers crossed, the Wolves can cap it off. I even wore my Minnesota Timberwolves gear today repping my boys. Win, lose, or draw them with them. But man, a win would be really nice. (laughs) Right on. Right
2: on for sure. Um, We will have a guest uh, joining us
1: here in a few minutes. Go ahead, T.R. didn't mean to interrupt.
2: Um, I'm not near a Clock or I don't have my watch on. Um, how long uh, from now will the guest be coming on?
1: Should be any minute. He should be here. I'm hoping. Okay. Um, cool. We're we're gonna talk. We're gonna have a, a very interesting discussion. I believe that a lot of our viewers, especially our crossover viewers, are from the world of pro wrestling, will enjoy. Um, actually, I just got a message. He's running about 15 minutes behind. Uh, So he may be a few minutes late. Uh, So we'll just go ahead and continue on what we were going to do. So when he calls, he calls and we'll just go with it from there.
2: Um, You know, you know, that's interesting. And it might be because of what I've been feeling. It's just an eerie, like mystical. Strange aura that I feel in the air and it may have affected, you know, the guests, it may have affected everything, um, and I think you might know what I'm talking about. When a certain presence is among us, uh, things tend to get topsy-turvy, and schedules and time seem to freeze, and, and that can only mean the presence of the tasteless one.
1: Oh, Garnett. my goodness. Is it is he back? Where has he been?
2: Uh, he's apparently been on vacation from Basketball He used to show up too damn much around uh pro wrestling, but um when it comes to basketball it, i don't even see him. He just kinda I feel it in the air and he just kinda creeps up and So you can so feel it he's coming around in the air I tonight? can feel it. I have uh I have as they say in the south chill bumps right now, so something's going on uh as we speak. Oh, man. Uh let me look around. Well, well, look who it is.
1: T.R. Nack, the tasteless one, our mystic in-house soothsayer.
2: What's up, T.R. Nack? Yeah, I just appeared. I was was looking for this shitty house in Clifton (laughs) Heights, (laughs) Pennsylvania, but I found it. (laughs) Anyhow tried to look for a car but there wasn't one here but we're not going to go into that (laughs) 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 anyhow uh what i do i am a mystic sage and i have in hermetically sealed envelopes questions and i tell the answer when i put them to my forehead uh it is a it is something I've been blessed with. I'm a very spiritual, mystical, prominent figure. I spent time with the Dalai Lama, and I'm also wasting yeah. time so I can find my goddamn notes but anyway
1: <laughs> so these uh these predictions have been hermetically sealed in a mayonnaise jar on the front porch of the White House. Is that correct?
0: Yes. Uh, I have the first, the first
2: answer.
1: Okay, th- the, the answer.
2: The answer, and you may not be able to hear the envelope ripping because uh, uh, TR is a cheap ass and it's only using one phone. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> the answer: jump ball,
1: jump ball let me see, jump ball, jump ball. Um not sure on this one. That's a tough one.
2: The question What did Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons do within a month in the rookie of the year race? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good,
2: C.R. That was good. I like that one. <laughs> I just feel them when they're in the envelopes. I take no credit whatsoever. But I do have a friend, Roger Weaver, who is very intelligent. Just wanted to point that out. We'd like to uh, thank our backup, I'm...
1: mystic Sage, Roger Weaver.
2: Yes, the sixth man of the year. With the assistant. Anyhow. Trying to find
0: my paper.
1: I thought they I thought they came to you.
2: That's right they do. By way of paper. (laughs) 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 Okay. I found the answer. Okay. horny jerk off
1: horny Jerkoff oh man that's uh well our friends at Walfrey Cam will love that one um horny jerk off i i, I don't have an answer for that one t r what what what's the
0: uh, what do you got
2: what do sideline reporters refer to the Knicks and the spurs head coach when interviewing them <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Jeff Hornacek
0: <laughs> and Popovich
2: is a noted jerk-off. <laughs> okay. If you have to explain it, it, it's not a good joke.
1: Yeah, I get it now. I get it now. Okay. That <laughs> uh, kind of went over my head, T.R. <laughs> may
2: May you in the audience go bowling with Alan Iverson and his teenage friends. <laughs>
1: oh. 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 Mm. Well, the tasteless humor never leaves us here. <laughs> Wide men can't zone. Man. So how got a few more for us, DRNAx?
2: I I feel one coming on.
1: Oh. And this okay. may be
2: the last one of the evening.
1: Okay, one more for us. Our final answer and question.
2: The Nets owner. Los Angeles Sky. And James Harden.
1: Okay. The Nets owner, Los Angeles Sky, and James Harden. I don't know who the Nets owner is. Oh, wait. I don't remember his name. Los Angeles Sky, and James Harden. I'm, I don't know. I don't know this one.
0: What is Jay Z, Hazy, and fucking lazy? <laughs> 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 I must go. Sim simba. See you some other time. Sim
1: sabakimba. Tr, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was Tr Nack, ladies and gentlemen, making a return.
2: Hello. Hello? Yes, Tr. Are you back? Hey, that was weird. Like I usually, I usually kind of sense or see a physical presence, like a hologram or whatever, and I can just move it out to the side. But I think it was like uh, Whoopi Goldberg and them in Ghost where it was actually inside me. So this is going to oh, yeah? be a, a strange,
0: a strange you guys, thing. Uh, Do
1: you guys make some pottery, make a nice clay pot?
2: No, there was no love, but it, it, it wasn't inside me in a romantic way, you uh, pervert. Uh-huh. It was uh, spiritually, <laughs> uh, the spirit of Bjornak oh, okay. was inside me. And the and the uh, non professionalism of Tr was combined with Trnac, and there were about two more <laughs> jokes that I couldn't find. I mean, he couldn't find anyway.
0: Of course, of course.
1: Well, you never know when Tiarnak will make a surprise appearance on the show, and we got a cast of characters that just show up randomly. If you listen to any of our pro wrestling previews, we had a couple. I had a guy pop in. Um, Great Scott! Well, he was a piece of work. Uh, but we won't get into that. Uh, the 76ers are leading the Bucks 37 to 10 right now.
0: Uh and usually a
1: good at,
2: sign, but that would be a better 90. lead in the 4th quarter than the 1st quarter or third or second with them.
1: Uh, at the end of one, at the end of one Minnesota leads 29-26 over Denver. That one's going to be a, a fight to the end. Uh yeah. Spurs Pelicans is tie, is 27 Pelicans 26 Spurs at the end of one. All those games have some playoff implication. Um well, all right. What we're gonna do now is it is the end of the year, and it is around that time when you got to start thinking about who's the MVP, who's the Rookie of the Year, all those great awards that we hand out. Um, so, TR, we we had a little chance to look over the list. Um, and we had some time to think on it. I gave you a heads up the other day. And we'll do this until our our guest calls in, and then we'll finish up afterward. But right now, I think we should start with the, I wouldn't call it the smallest award, but the uh, we can start with probably our most improved player of the year. Uh, who do you have? And I'll tell you who I have, and we'll compare.
0: Uh <clears throat>
2: I'll tell you who nationally might get a lot of uh, votes or credit here, and that's Dario Saric. But he, uh, although his three-point percentage has improved, he was a stud last year. Just nobody was paying attention when Joel Embiid went down. Um, He really got screwed out of the Rookie of the Year. So I wouldn't be surprised if the national media – Finally gives him his adieu this year and most improved. Uh otherwise around the league uh I'm trying to think if anybody jumps out at me. I didn't uh prepare fully for every award. Um,
1: hmm. Well, I have one in particular that leaps out at me for most improved okay. player of the year and he might win it he might win it unanimously. And uh that's Victor Oladipo.
2: Oh, ah, you got it. You sure yeah, he's here? was an all. He was an
1: all. He was an all star this year. The Pacers are in the playoffs when nobody gave him a chance. He led that team. To me, Old Depot definitely has to be the uh, the most improved player of the year.
2: Yeah, legitimate all star um, was kind of uh, you know groomed or uh, thought to be this player when he came out of college. Uh, I'm not going to say he was a bad player, but, um, you know, it okay He needed see, the right I, system. I assume, yeah, and I assume right uh, playing, playing near Russell Westbrook, um, you can only learn from a fucking monster like him. And he had his best season yeah, yeah, ever point. last year alongside of him. So, um, yeah, man, it's like anything else. If you play with better players and you work with better workers and you hang, surround yourself with, smarter people, better people, nicer people. You know, you can live to your full potential. So, I don't want him to beat the Sixers uh if that ends up the matchup, but yeah, he he definitely deserves the most improved player. I'm surprised that didn't jump out at me, too.
1: <clears throat> yeah, that was the only he was that guy and uh the other guy was Lou Williams. That was the two guys that really jumped out at me that w- that I saw as the most improved players of the year. Um so I, I think Old Depot wins that one in a runaway. That's just me, though. Yeah.
2: No, I think I think okay. you got your finger on the pulse there. Usually, uh, some of our predictions are like you know we forget people like I did when I started talking about Dario, who who I do believe will get you know some mentions in that, but there's no, it's almost a no brainer with Victor.
1: Yeah. All right, moving on here. Let's look at the sixth man of the year. And I have my pick t r who do you, who do you have as your sixth man of the year
2: um, again i uh it it depends because I haven't paid as close attention to the clippers but if if Lou williams is still in that role, that would be him. You can correct me is he a starter at this point
1: um I believe he's the guy that's gonna take it that's that's where I'm leaning to um
2: I mean, yeah, he was I he mean, played uh, most of the year sixth man
1: of the year and i believe he qualifies to win it and i think he should be the guy that wins it uh he's a stud i mean he
2: he did drop 50 off the bench i i, I mean that's unheard of and
1: yeah it's ridiculous Fresh to her,
2: as they say and kept them near near the playoff race you know when the team kind of fell apart a little bit he was a consistent thumbs up should have made the all-star team in my opinion uh, in some way, shape, or form, but yeah,
1: but yeah, I think he should can win a... come in and score. Oh, he can! He can score. Not much of a defender, but man, can he score? And he he can spark a team into a comeback here. Uh, let's see here. Moving on to the defensive player of the year, Tr. Who are you taking for the defensive player of the year?
2: Trust the process. Really? I would be defensive player of the year. Nah, I'm just saying what he, he had predicted that he was, and he's certainly <laughs> a force in the middle. Um, game, He's a game changer. Um, people can't drive the lane, and, and things that aren't on the stat sheets necessarily, but there's a guy in Utah that does uh, a similar job, plus has the stats to, be, to back it up, and doesn't wear a mask tonight as we're speaking. So, I'd have to go out there to Salt Lake City, uh, Mr. Gobert, Rudy Gobert. Yeah,
1: I have to agree with you. This is weird. We're agreeing on everything. But, yeah, Mr. Rudy Gobert, uh, I think he's defensive player of the year this year. Uh, Maybe Embiid would be a close second. Um, And if Jimmy Butler would have been healthy all year, I think he would have been a guy we could have looked at. Um, There's – you know, LeBron's always a, a, a decent defender. Um, Clint Capella had good de- defensive prowess this year. Um, but to me, it all comes back to Rudy Gobert. He's the guy, he's the rim protector, and he's a force inside, and he's a, he's a handful. It's a lot of, lot of man to try to do something with Rudy Gobert.
2: You know, who's the obvious, uh, the jump out, the guy that jumps out that would have been in that conversation had things all been normal.
1: Oh, yeah. Kawhi Leonard. There you go. Yeah, Kawhi but Leonard not playing Who knows playing what's this going year. on him. Who knows? That's another topic for another day. Um, all right, here's one I think you and I may differ on. Your Rookie of the Year. Who's the Rookie of the Year in your eyes?
0: Uh
2: You know, I, I don't want to belabor too much time on this because it is becoming a thing nationally, and uh there's smack It's really a two horse. It's a two horse
1: race. It's yeah, a I
2: race. mean, early on there was Kuzma jumped out, and and Jason Tatum, and had great rookie years and all that. But the number one overall from two years ago, and the number whatever thirteen or something from this year. Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons uh they've got to a point where Donovan's wearing stuff defining what rookie actually means. Um, but I I you know I don't really care about that. I just want to go with who's had a better season and that's damn tough too because they're both high-seeded playoff teams out of nowhere and it's 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 really uh Both teams have benefited incredibly from both those guys. Uh, I would get killed from Philadelphia and our fan base if I didn't say the triple-double machine
0: that still,
2: in my opinion, should shoot more from the outside and work on that part of his game. But I'm going to go with Ben Simmons Um, by a hair over Donovan Mitchell.
1: Well, I'll agree that Donovan Mitchell's made some great points. But at the end of the day, it's all about who – I know he's trying to define a rookie and say, okay, well, I'm a rookie. He's had a year to prepare. But you did too. You played in college at a high-up level. This dude sat out a year. He didn't get any game time action. You got in-game action. So I'm going to go with Ben Simmons, the guy who actually had the, uh, the, the the stat with Oscar Robertson. So I'm taking Ben Simmons. We'll get back to that in a minute. Our guest is with us here. Let me get him in here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined right now by our guest, from the Something to Wrestle With podcast, as well as the uh What Happened When Monday's podcast with Tony Schiavone and Bruce Pritchard respectively. Here is our guest at this time, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Conrad Thompson. What's up, Conrad?
3: Hey man, thanks for having me in. I really appreciate it.
1: Not a problem. Thank you for coming on and ladies and gentlemen, hey, hey, it's Conrad on Twitter. Give this guy some love. Show him some love on Twitter. Um, now everybody's wondering probably right now, Hey, why'd you bring a mortgage guy on here that talks about wrestling all the time on your NBA show? Well, we have our reasons actually. Um, Conrad, we're going to go ahead and jump into the questions here. Um, you and, uh, Bruce Pritchard do the something to wrestle with podcast, which is very successful and one of my personal favorite podcasts out there. Uh, listen to it every week and I really enjoy it. And you guys, we actually had Bruce on a few months ago when you guys were doing a thing with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, how did that Brooklyn Nets uh, pairing work out, and how how was that for you, uh, the workout for, with them?
3: That oh, was great, man. You know, they um, the people who run Barclays listened to the show and they knew WWE was coming to town for the 25th anniversary, so they thought, hey, this would be a fun way to sell some Nets tickets, and. Uh, they did. So they brought us in and uh, took great care of us. We did our show directly after the Nets game, uh, in their practice court area. And, uh, it was a, it was a huge success. They enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. And we're going to try to do it again this next year.
1: Oh That's awesome.
2: Hey, this is, uh, PR. You got uh, yeah, of course I do. I got tons of shit. Um, Nick Saban, roll tide, roll. Um, Nick Saban and LeBron James have been involved in a slight little tift over trademark issues due to Nick Saban and Julio Jones having a show um, called, I believe the original title was uh, Shop Talk. And LeBron has his own uninterrupted network who had a similar show. It's based on the barbershop um, talk water cooler talk, barbershop, made famous in a movie, you know, sports arguments, et cetera, and debates and fun stuff. But uh, Saban actually changed the name of the show. Um, Do you think this was just a minor thing or or did they really have heat between uh, powerhouse LeBron James and Nick Saban?
3: What was your favorite episode of that LeBron James show? Like you've seen them all. I'm sure you're a big basketball fan. What was your favorite episode?
2: I'll tell you the truth. I haven't seen one i
3: uh I'm, you. A, I'm a huge that's my point this is make believe show it's n- nobody cares about this show it's make believe lebron was looking for a little attention and he got the rub from nick saban that's the reality <laughs> of the deal nick saban doesn't care he wanted to create some cool content and he thought he owned a barbershop concept come on man there's like a thousand different barbershop shows out there and nobody's ever heard of yours because it's not any damn good so, Alabama wanted to create their own. Roll Tide. That's what happened. Now you've got the name to yourself. Now let's see if you can get an audience. But, by the way, thanks for the rub for Nick Saban's show. Roll Tide. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: that was Dad. Awesome. You, almost, you almost sounded like Bruce there. You guys are spending too much time together.
3: Well, maybe it's Bruce sounded like me. You know? You don't know. Come on.
1: He may be right on that. Maybe may be right. Um, but now, since we're on the topic of Alabama, um, I know you're a football guy, Conrad. And I know you've done some really cool stuff with basketball, with the NBA, and you even did some stuff with hockey uh, with the Florida Panthers. And I even heard something called uh, unlimited beer, wine, and soda. And I was like, oh, my God, how do I get there? But uh, <laughs> you guys in Alabama had a great player this year named Colin Sexton. Uh, did you get any chance to watch him? And if you did, what would you think?
3: I mean, I think Colin Sexton's arguably the best basketball player we've ever had in Alabama. You know, casual Alabama basketball fans always talk about Robert Ory and Latrell Sprewell, but they didn't come out as highly touted as this guy, at least in my memory. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just looking through rose-colored glasses right now, but I expect he'll probably be one of the top guards drafted. And, uh, you know, if he's not number one, then he'll be number two at that point guard position. But look at how young the dude is. He's like 19 years old and already, you know, setting the woods on fire. If he had to hang out in Alabama a little while, man, there's no telling what it might look like. But good for him. Go get the money, young man. We're proud of you.
2: I, I agree there. And, uh, you know, I think he's uh, slightly underrated as far as the professional ranks because uh, the darling is Trey Young and, uh A little – I hate the – what's that JR saying? More uh, sizzle than steak or something like that. I, I, you know, can't put the words together. But I think Trey Young will take a few years to be an impact where Colin Sexton can come in and kind of pick right up for the right team. Um, Well, and
3: here's the idea, too. When you think about that, like, if Colin Sexton hadn't played at Alabama and he would have played at a bigger school, would the roles – like, if you switch these two guys and you put them on the other team – is Colin Sexton then the marquee player that everybody's talking about? I think it is. I think Alabama's historically been a football school, and the idea that they had a stud basketball player just caught people by surprise.
2: I feel you. I, I agree. I, I think Colin's better than Trey, and uh, we'll fuck basketball. We'll we'll be talking about that for another hour. Let's roll into wrestling. You got something ready for my man Nate?
1: Absolutely. Since we're jumping into the world of wrestling, let's just get on the big topic right now. Something else to wrestle with uh, previewed on the WWE Network over WrestleMania weekend. Uh, so what's the deal? What's uh, What can you tell us about it? And how excited should we be since the Bruce Pritchard Something to Wrestle With podcast is jumping on WWE Network?
3: Well, it is going to be separate. You know, it's not a replacement product. The podcast is going nowhere. Uh, It is a great revenue driver for our household incomes, and we're not giving it away. So it's our baby, and we're going to keep it true Fridays (laughs) at noon. But we are going to add to it. We're going to complement it with a video platform on WWE Network. They came to us. We didn't come to them. You know, they wanted to try some podcast ideas. They sent surveys out last year, and I guess the WWE audience responded saying, yes, we want podcasts. And then they looked around and said, hey, man, who's got the hot hand right now? And thankfully, that's us. I don't know why exactly that is, but we have the hot show right now that everybody wants. And we're probably a little easier to produce in that, A, we only talk about WWE stuff for the most part, and B, we don't have guests. So if you were to take this opportunity to another podcast, well, now you've got to figure out how to get video of the guests every week. And with Bruce and I and no guests... That becomes a little easier. So they reached out, made an offer. Uh, we beat them up, squeezed more money out of them. Roll tide, here we come. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we like and to hear. Nate, Get the money. Nate, Get I believe.
2: Paper, I man. believe. I believe you didn't uh, even mention uh, you got a gig with Eric Bischoff too, right? Uh, Eighty-three Yo, weeks is yes. the title, I believe. Eighty-three weeks. That's exactly yeah, that's right. right.
3: Oh, it's going to be a big month for us. You know, we started the month off with keeping Tony Schiavone around and talking him back in and keeping the show going. And then we uh, almost very quickly were able to announce the Eric Bischoff podcast, 83 weeks. And now with the network deal being announced for Bruce's show, we're hitting on all cylinders. And later this month, we're going to debut our very first episode of 83 weeks. We're doing a poll on Monday night to let the fans choose. And we're going to pick four of the biggest and most controversial topics. And then I'm going to beat his ass up and let everybody hear. It's going to be great. (laughs) Uh, i can't
1: can't wait for that i can't wait for that but before tr before you ask your question i got one thing i got to run by conrad here conrad there's a lot of people out there there's there's so many wrestling podcasts out there it's ridiculous i mean we're we're almost a wrestling podcast on some nights but um there's a lot of wrestling podcasts out there that um a lot of people listen to and a lot of people like to diss bruce we're not going to name names but uh Let's just say they greatly like to diss on Bruce and him, what he says. No, and they also... We,
3: hang on, why are we dancing around it? It's The Great Brian Last, and uh, thank you for listening to his podcast. He works very hard, and he has a, a huge collection of shows, and I recommend them to everybody. He is a great host. Can't recommend him enough. But there's no sense in dancing around it. The Great Brian Last has an issue with Bruce Pritchard. Continue.
1: Well, yes, he does. He, uh, he very much does, and uh, let's just be honest here. Tom and I are on his short list of people he doesn't care for either. Uh, that's neither here nor there. But there's also, I've seen some people comment and say, Bruce is sold out. And I want to know what your thoughts are on you and Bruce going to W Network and the people that are out there saying, these guys sold out, uh, Bruce is unhirable, Bruce is this, Bruce is that. But I, I, I think it's
3: great you guys I don't, I don't, are doing it myself. Go ahead. How can be Go ahead. how can Bruce be unhireable and sold out? You can't have it both ways. Either we're one that's or the other. And re- <laughs> the reason I'm they
0: saying. chose our
3: podcast is because we have more downloads than they do. And that's not rumor and innuendo. That's fact. Everybody else wants to tell you how big their show is. You can scroll through my Twitter feed. I'll post charts and graphs. We do more downloads than anybody. That's not me just puffing my chest out. That's the reality. That's the reason WWE chose us. They want to build their subscriber base. They want to drive traffic. And you know why they know we can do that? Because we already have been. When we cover a pay-per-view that they're not featuring on their WWE Network page, and all of a sudden it's in their top 10 or top 5 most viewed things of the week, it's not original content. It's not anything they paid any extra for. But all of a sudden they're watching it more than 205 Live, more than Talking Smack, more than their other original content. What's causing all this? It's something to wrestle So they came to us, offered us money, we asked for more money, we got it, we asked for creative control, we got it. That's not selling out, that's buying in. As many downloads as we do have, guess what we don't have? 2.2 million per week. They have 2.2 million subscribers. This is an opportunity for us to promote mortgages, live events, t-shirts, and most of all, our podcast. If we're going to do 90 minutes on the Macho Man, here's what we're going to say. Hey, and if you're not done with Macho Man and you want even more of this great content, be sure to download over four hours of Macho Man, available now in the archives for free at somethingtowrestle.com. Cha-ching. To say we sold out is a a fundamental loss of understanding the way business works or you're a jealous hater. That's all it is. Like, either you don't understand it or you're a jealous hater. Otherwise, you get it and you say, you know what, I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach because WWE neuters everything else Let's see if they to this show. But we're opening the show talking about chocolate titties and having Jim Cornette <laughs> yell, motherfucker. And I'm going to flip the camera off and talk about China and Crispin White and tell everybody I was a little Hulkamaniac. Throw us off the air. We have a contract, so let's see how long we can ride this shit out. Well, hot damn uh-huh. if that wasn't a good
2: answer.
1: Um, Conrad, I'm just going to say this from the bottom of my heart. You, sir, are my hero for everything you just said. Thank you so much for that. <laughs>
3: Listen, I appreciate it. Let me tell you, I've never met Brian last. I've never had a conversation with Brian last. I know he doesn't like the success of our shows, and that's not popular to say, but that's real. He finds reasons to poke holes and poke fun, but the reality is we're just doing a better job of it, and that's going to hurt some feelings and ruffle some feathers, but I consistently put him over as one of the best hosts. I listen to his Jim Cornette podcast, both of them, every single week. That 605 Mothership business has a big buzz. Lots of people are into it. Lots of da-hard fans. I support Brian Last. I want you to download and listen to everything he does. But I'm not going to be on here and disparage his show, but I will tell you, mine are bigger. And that's not rumor and innuendo. Very well,
2: I'll true. jump in and lighten it up a little bit, um, Conrad. But thank you for being so forthcoming. Um, I managed to meet you briefly when you were in Philadelphia. Uh, my buddy professor Ouch. actually i was uh co-hosting that said podcast but i had a little difference but I, i'm not going to get into all that um <clears throat> but i i saw with my own eyes the the venue was sold out and if you have um a live event which you do in many cities and we're finding out now in the in the different network that we're on in a different genre that uh You know, we're actually seeing the numbers, and as many countries that come in, and and so forth. uh, It's got to be incredible. Uh, You just—I mean—you—you have your own business successfully pre-wrestling, and this was your passion, like it was—you know—mine growing up and whatever. And then, bam! I mean, you started with Rick, I believe, correct?
3: That's right. Yeah, and I heard where you made fun of me on that show, that other show we're not talking about. So, thanks for the plug. I appreciate that. (laughs) I did. Yeah, it's no big deal. I heard it. I I I don't
2: recall ever ever busting on you. Um unless it was in an imitation or something, but
3: that was when you were talking about drinking the Flair and he was drinking and showing his ass. But I don't care. We're all buddies. We're having a good time. It's podcasting shit. Let's not take it too serious.
2: Oh, the flare incident. Yeah. That that was quite a night. I'm I'm happy he's healthy for one and uh
0: Oh, yeah. Listen, he's in great shape. He's
3: a different dude. He's he's uh, he's as roll-tied as roll tight can be right now, man. You would not recognize the Ric Flair of even just a year ago now versus the one today. I mean, that dude has reached the end of Netflix, let me tell you.
2: Nice. It's good to hear. And uh, you're almost part of the royal family, and, I mean, I've always respected Ric Flair. Um, there's no question about that.
0: Um
3: is I didn't mean to catch you just having fun. No, it's not too personal. I'm engaged to his oldest daughter. It's not a secret. It's not kayfabe. He tweeted it out to over a million people, so people know. I mean, the damn New York Post covered it. It's not a secret. It's all good.
2: Now, where I was going with the, with the, the live sellout and so forth, um, you know, you've been successful in other business ventures. Were you just kind of doing this for because you're a hardcore fan like us and, and, and bam, all of a sudden you turn around and you're selling out like uh, pre-pay-per-views, post-pay-per-views, major markets? As I said, I saw it with my own eyes. And uh, and you guys are, you know, if you think the shows is entertaining, if you see these guys live when the gloves are off, it's a hell of a good time. I like to have a Coors, Coors Light. You guys, I think, prefer Miller Light, Correct.
3: Yeah, I'm a Miller Lite guy, but my dad rocks the Coors Light. So in a pinch, Coors Light isn't bad if you like water.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, so, <laughs> some have busted some have busted my balls and called it girls' light, but then I always direct my focus back to the late great Dick Murdoch, whose uh, beer of choice was Coors Light, as is Terry Funk. So I'd rather drink a girls' light with those two, but uh, we'll get on the other topic of beers. But but back to the question: um, Were you kind of uh, did this in your mindset? Obviously, you didn't do it for nothing. I mean, you, you had a plan. But this thing has blown up to. I mean, just what Nate was just talking about with the WWE Network and and everything. I mean, you got you had a keen eye to to bring on entertaining people that could hold an audience and could tell stories and so forth and. To your credit, just like you busted my balls, you won't let your friends get away with something that you don't necessarily agree with. You'll bust their chops as well. And, uh, did uh, long winded question, did you see this kind of success coming from just doing the, the Flair podcast, for instance?
3: No, of course not. Now, I mean, here's the deal I, I really did imagine that, um, the podcast with Flair would turn into an opportunity to sell mortgages for sure. That was my motivation. Behind the scenes, uh, I run a mortgage company, and I handle all the advertising in a lot of different markets. So I know what my marketing budget is, and I knew that, hey, if I am paying to hear my ad in front of X number of listeners on such-and-such radio station, then why couldn't I just create an audience myself? And then instead of having to pay to sell my product or service to them – I could just do my own inventory for free. And then eventually it might be cool if we actually got paid to do ads. Well, then along the way, this idea to do a podcast to sell mortgages grew into, holy cow, we're actually making a living now from selling ads. What if we sold t-shirts too? And what if we called and charged a little more for the t-shirt, but the call would be justification for the higher price. And then we could create an experience. And then it was, well, let's run a show and just see if people are into it and what would happen, and then so on and so forth. And we continue to find these little opportunities to create more revenue streams, whether it's YouTube or it's T-shirts or it's live events or it's WWE Network or it's mortgages or it's whatever, and it's worked. And um, the, the idea was, was simple in that we wanted to deviate from the traditional guest format, and, and I saw how difficult that could be if you were trying to have a consistent audience. Meaning we would have Lawrence Taylor, one of the greatest athletes of all time on the show, and our downloads would die. We would have Darius Rucker, who's so many times platinum, I don't even know, and our downloads would die. We would have Greg the Hammer Valentine put on one of the most entertaining podcasts ever, and our downloads would die. We'd have Dana White, and, and our downloads would die. So, you, And even Shawn Michaels, it did phenomenal, episode one. We chopped the interview up into two parts. Part two, the downloads died. It didn't make any sense to me. And I thought, this is a broken model. I need consistent downloads that are going to be there every week, regardless of what the topic is. And if the topic was always the guest, well, let's just do topics that we know will draw. And it worked with Bruce Pritchard. That format's worked. In time, we've started to put more effort into the research, more attention to detail. We pay attention to the little things like the music beds. We try to make the ads entertaining. And we go out of our way to be proactive with our advertisers. We send them sample reads. We're all the time trying to be innovative with that piece. We've created uh, a video format on Facebook. We've driven our YouTube subscription. Anything we can do to create added value for the for the advertiser, we want to. And we've been able to deliver that.
2: Well, God damn. I usually just uh, goof off on this podcast. I'm, I'm sitting here taking notes to... Uh, you know, to uh, grow our own little uh, thing here. Hey, you, you listening, big man over there?
1: Oh, you know I'm listening. This is well, the I mean, godfather here's the deal. Of making money
2: on podcasts.
3: That's it. And you know what? I'm okay with that. And people say, "Oh, his 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 it's shows have too many ads." Sorry for making money, brother. I mean, it, hey. you wouldn't deny a raise if you went to work. And so, at my heart, I am a salesman. I am an entrepreneur, and I saw this as an opportunity to make money but also have fun. And I can't think of anything better than going out and having fun and getting paid to do it. And that's what this has become. And a lot of even wrestler podcasts just say, well, damn kid, we just call them in the ring. I just call you and we we click record and then we play it for the fans. No, that's lazy. I don't want to do that. Now that doesn't mean that every now and again, we won't freestyle some silly bullshit on Tony Schiavone's show. That's fun and it's different, but there's still a, a real format. Every show I've ever done with Bruce, I would say for the last 18 months, we have had a, a huge layout where we know exactly what we're going to cover and how we're going to get there in a real format. The real work started before we pressed record, and that's a, that's a deviation from the way a lot of podcasts are handled, and as a result, the audience has a more enjoyable time, and so if it's better content, they're going to stick around, they're going to tell their friends, we're going to make some money
1: truth man that's true we do a format for this show every week i I try to take after that and listening to you tonight i'm I'm learning a lot and if anybody out there pays attention conrad thompson knows his shit no doubt about that if you listen to our show support their show i listen to it every week i've bought t-shirts i don't care to admit it i'm a something to wrestle with mark i love the show
3: man i am too listen i know that i'm just a fan i'm not the draw. But I I try to carry my weight with the format, steering the ship, the entrepreneurial spirit of let's do live shows, let's give them more of this, let's give them less of that. Yes, I want to create revenue, but I'm really concerned with what what are the fans thinking, what do they want? A lot of the wrestlers are not qualified to answer that, and that hurts their feelings when I say that. But it's been so long since they were a wrestling fan, they don't know what we want. I am a wrestling fan. Yes, I'm a part of the show, But I'm also the first listener. So if it's good to me, it's probably good to most of our listeners. Sometimes we have a stinker of a show. That Austin Walks Out show sucked. Don't listen to it. It's brutal. But I knew that (laughs) in the show and I announced it and told people on Twitter, this is the worst show ever. Please skip it. Because I know it's a turd. I'm not going to say, if I'm going to be honest with you and tell you that something's awesome, then I've also got to be honest with you and tell you when something sucks. So that Austin Walks Out, it doesn't get much worse than that, man.
1: Well, I haven't found a bad episode yet, and I've been listening through the back catalog. It took me a while to find your guys' show, but I have I downloaded every single episode when I found it and listen, and I have not been disappointed yet. T.R., you got anything for Conrad before we let him go?
2: Uh, yeah, WrestleMania, um, obviously, Charlotte is someone you know personally, uh, they surprised me and had a great match. I didn't think that Oscar and her would have that much chemistry without working prior. Um, some are saying that was the best match, which I can't really argue hard with. Um, for me, I enjoyed the Rousey, uh, Kurt, uh, triple H, uh, Stephanie, just because of all the storyline. And I thought the match was laid out pretty well. um, what do you feel about the event overall, and what was your favorite match?
3: Well, I thought, uh, I thought WrestleMania started out to where it was going to be one of the top five best WrestleManias of all time. I thought the matches were great. I thought the pacing was good. I was really enjoying myself, and then, man, fuck it, fell off a cliff. It was not the same in the second half of that show as it was for me in the first half. Halfway through, I would have said, man, this is going to be up there. I really enjoyed 30. I really enjoyed 31. I thought it was on on that level, maybe better. But I was not, I was not all about the main event. I was surprised. I think a lot of people were that Charlotte won. Um, I knew the match would be good because I knew they'd been working on it forever because uh, Charlotte is very meticulous and she wants all of her big matches to be presented as big matches. I've enjoyed all of her WrestleMania matches so far. She's been in three, all three were world title matches. You know, the first year is when she, you know, they dropped the divas belt and she won the three way and technically retained, but she walked out with the new women's championship and down in the streak. I thought was good booking, not to be super analytical about wrestling, but eventually the streak has to end or it's just not entertaining. It's just not interesting. Who better to beat it than her? Thought they told a great story. And then by taking the belt off of her right away on SmackDown, it creates an opportunity for perhaps her to get shuffled over to Raw, which couldn't have happened if she was the SmackDown Women's Champion. But it also allows Asuka now to go smash Carmella and become the champion and back to being this unbeatable monster, if that's the direction they want to go. So I thought it was well done. And now that you've sort of seen the plan for what happened on Tuesday, it made total sense because you get a couple of NXT girls over real strong you get the belt on Carmella and get the payoff in front of a big WrestleMania crowd. I thought it was well done. Uh, I, I would say that opening match surprised me, not the opening opening, but the start of WrestleMania, the intercontinental title match. I thought that was really good. I loved all those guys, but the idea that Miz made that belt matter. And now Seth has it, I think is about as good of a story as you could have a year ago. I think people would have said that Seth, after being such a phenomenal world champion, was probably taking a bit of a uh, downgrade to be the Intercontinental title, but Miz made the belt important again. So now Seth having it reminds me of when Bret Hart was Intercontinental Champion or Shawn Michaels was Intercontinental Champion or Mr. Perfect. He's sort of in that same vein with me. So that match really surprised me. I don't know what my expectation was, but I enjoyed it. I didn't like the placement of the main event. I wish they would have put that somewhere else. And I was also very pleasantly surprised with what they did with Ronda Rousey. So overall... I would give it a thumbs up, but it was disappointing. It's not one of the all-time WrestleManias I thought we were on pace for, just, I don't know, an hour and a half in.
2: Yeah, I agree with the placing as well. I said to Nate off air that I would have uh, switched Rousey and Roman and maybe not have had that same reaction and left the crowd happy. But, uh, you know, I pretty much agree with with your assessment, and I think that uh, Seth Rollins gives it that, like you mentioned, uh Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart as the workers belt, so to speak. If we're if we're talking um, the old school days, the workers belt was always the Intercontinental and then the world champion was the Hulker Holster and et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty much on the same page there. What do you got, Nate?
3: Well,
1: that about we'll have to do it for our time. We got another guest coming on in just a minute. So Conrad, thank you so much for coming on. Fuck the haters that hate on Conrad and Bruce's show and any of those shows. Those shows are amazing. I love them. And uh, speaking of advertising, you may want to check your email here in a few hours. You may have an email from somebody that looks like me. We can do some business together.
3: Well, yeah, I appreciate that. I'd love to interact with anybody listening. If you have any wrestling questions or any way I can might be able to help you save money on your mortgage, I am at ah, hey hey it's Conrad on Twitter. And uh, I know everybody's going to be talking about this, but. Uh, go support all the Brian Last shows. They're phenomenal shows, especially the Cornette ones. Those are my favorites. But I've got half a half a dozen buddies. 605 is the jam. So uh, this is not a Twitter beef. There is no feud. Don't buy into the rumor and innuendo. Brian Last may not like me, but I think he's swell.
1: Conrad, thank you cool. again for coming on, sir. You're welcome at any time, and I'll agree with you. Hey, we support Brian's shows as well. Go download and listen to them. We'll tell you that right here. Support Conrad and his shows. Download all of them. 83 Weeks is coming soon. Look for him on the WWE Network with something else to wrestle with. Listen to something to wrestle with. And what happened when, on Mondays with Tony Schiavone, Conrad, thank you so much for coming on, talking a little basketball and wrestling with us, man. It means a lot to us.
3: Thanks, man. Appreciate you guys having me. No problem.
1: Anytime. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Conrad Thompson. And boy, oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Boy, that was a fiery interview there, TR.
2: Well, yeah, I uh you know, I I he was to the point. He didn't beat around any bushes. I uh no, I, wasn't not. Sure gonna, I wasn't sure you were going to I wasn't sure you were going to go there with that um question, but it certainly he certainly answered it directly and and he also put it over and and squashed uh any kind of feud potential or anything like that. Yeah. And uh, you know, us
1: And I'm going to be honest honest with you I don't remember you giving him a hard time I really don't, I remember what he's talking about but I don't remember you talking bad about him
2: Well, you know I couldn't answer that directly uh, because my memory sucks so bad and you know, I'd always try to avoid those conflicts like with Tim Ross and I'd kind of be in the you know, in the co-host chair I like to stay loyal to who who was uh good to me and that is uh 605 but if they make if if Brian what the fuck I might as well not dance around it either but if Brian would make enemies you know I I wouldn't want to uh leave the show nor would I want to go against Brian but I I try to stay neutral as much as I could unless you know something was done personally to me and I don't remember, like say the uh, the, the characters Tommy Rich and uh, uh, Scott's character of impressionist Jim Ross. You know, te- technically, I may have made fun of Jim Ross, but I literally didn't. From me, you know, and, yeah. and you could say that's a cop out, but it's but it's actually true. It was just in the name of comedy. Uh, on the Ric Flair night, I don't call making fun of conrad at all truthfully but i'd have to go back and listen because i've I've done so many shows between this that danger radio my brain scrambled eggs but he knows i like him um i went to his show shook his hand said hello and made plans to drink some coors light with him when he has time when he gets back to philly but yeah he was definitely a great guest and i can see why he's a success because he's he's straightforward he just boom bull in your face and uh, right. it was refreshing. It was, it, was it was good not to have to have to talk so much in an interview. The guest was very, very prepared and very entertaining and very yes. straightforward. So,
1: Well, speaking of guests, TR, we have on the line with us, I believe, is Michael Walton from the Busting Brackets and Bulls Confidential. Here to talk a little hoops. Let's get back into some hoops now. Michael, we got you. Well, maybe we don't. Uh, well, that number that just called dropped, so maybe that's not that was him or not him. Um, we'll try and get him back on the line, but we do have Michael Walton coming on with us here in the next few minutes. Uh, if he rings back here, tr, I will get him on.
2: Uh, well, it's good but, because we can uh, we can discuss Michael a little bit because. Uh, you know, bang, bang, boom. We we did a few guests right back and forth if if that call would have got through, and and yeah. Michael covers what the Bulls and T Wolves, and uh, I need to know uh, a little he, bit he's
1: about that. Like. He does cover the Bulls uh, for Bulls Confidential, and I he does. I think he covers the Wolves as well. Um, I don't know if that was him or not. It may have been just another call. Um, but anyway, um, he just told me that that was him. I mean, I'm telling him to try back, but. Um, Michael is uh, an NBA guy, and here we go. Michael, we got you. Michael, you there? You got us, Michael? I got him live. I don't know if you can hear me or not. No good. No, 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 it's not Michael. Michael, do you have us? Can you hear us? I got you turned on right now. Hmm, this is interesting. And we
2: just got a we just got an on air tu- tutorial about pre- preparation and professionalism. <laughs>
1: yeah, we really did. And we can't, uh,
2: and we can't answer oh, the phone properly. It's not on our end. I can
1: hear you. You can hear me. I don't know what's going on. Uh, hey,
2: I, I, you know, when things go wrong, I'm the first one to point the finger. I'm not producing tonight. <laughs> To your
1: balls, but, yeah, okay. I'm producing tonight we, While we're figuring this out We got an ad We're going to run through an ad real quick So uh, we'll be right back after these messages
3: Hello, my name is Kennedy Miller And I'm a beauty guide for Limelight by Alcon We are a professional makeup company Now being offered to the public After over 60 plus years in the industry My website is Limelightbyalcon.com Backslash MakeupKennedy I can also be found on Facebook as Makeup Kennedy. To contact me about products or joining my team, you can email me at MakeupKennedy at Yahoo.com. I'll be waiting to hear from you. Well,
1: that's right, guys. If you have any issues out there with your girlfriend, mother, try it there. Let's see if we can get him on now. Michael, can you hear us? Michael, can you hear us? Do you have us? Check test one, two. Michael, can you hear us? We are having some audio issues tonight. Uh, Michael, I've got you clicked live, buddy, if you can hear me speak.
4: Yeah, so I, can, I can only hear you speak. There he is.
0: So yeah, yeah you can you? hear me?
1: got you now yes Yes. sir you're coming through loud and clear ladies and gentlemen from bulls confidential busting brackets this and uh from hoops habit as well this is michael walton dude sorry about all the the issues we were having there that's what you get when you have a live show so if anybody wonders if we edit (laughs) we are live
4: (laughs) yes no problem Yeah, that's mostly on my end you know uh as you said, thank you for the introduction there. And I think I could only hear you through speakerphone, so I was having some technical difficulties. But I was taken in this uh, Minnesota Timberwolves game, so I'm frantically running around here myself. <laughs> uh,
1: buddy, buddy, you you and me both. I've been the game has me on edge. I'm just updating it on my phone. Um, I notice right now the Wolves are leading, so keep it up, boys in Minnesota. Uh, tell me what's uh, what do you think about the Wolves uh, this season? A little bit of a disappointment.
0: Yes, so,
4: and uh, as you said, you introduced myself there. I I am the uh, editor-in-chief here for Bulls Confidential, so it's been a long sort of Timberwolves monitoring for me. I've always liked the young talent on the team, but of course with Jimmy Butler being there, uh, I really had to follow them. So definitely a disappointment uh, because even though they hold, you know, their destiny in their own hands, it shouldn't have come to this point. Uh, Even with the extended stretch of Jimmy Butler being gone there, there's enough talent on this team to really have a secure spot And, you know, thankfully, if they win this game, they can bolt all the way up as high as fifth, I believe. Uh, So home court advantage isn't on the table. But I think they can do themselves, obviously, a lot of favors with the win tonight. But definitely disappointing just because ending the playoff drive is going to be excellent, but it's going to have a little bit of an asterisk, so to speak, because we we know with the talent on the team it definitely should have been a better finish.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I thought that – they really With Butler going down, that hurt them a lot. And the young guys weren't ready to lead this team to the playoffs, and they needed him in a bad way. And I think them getting in, even if they lose the series, the first series that they play in, I think it's going to help them in the long run uh, gain some playoff experience and learn how you have to play to get there. Um, but, yeah, as a guy who who loves the Wolves, man, I'm pulling hard for him. And, uh, T.R., are you you with me, brother? You hear me?
2: yes sir yeah. uh t r. here how you doing uh, quick question for since you cover the bulls so closely. Uh, I was actually a marketing fan and had him exactly uh where he got drafted on my draft board. Um, he's a piece. he's definitely a piece for the future. Um, where I know that the memo came out after Mark Cuban talked about tanking. I, uh, as a Philly guy, am one of, I'm on the side of not process. I hate Sam Hinkie's approach. I hate tanking, et cetera. Uh, towards the end of the year, I believe there were some healthy scratches that Silver jumped in and uh, had some of the Bulls play that ne- not necessarily were injured. Um, where exactly uh, do you stand? Obviously, there's ping pong balls and so forth, but, worst case scenario what's the what's the draft position the bulls will be in next year
4: and i'm sorry did you mean what's the draft position they'll be in next year as in like their 2019 pick where where do i think it'll be or
2: yeah like i mean if they have the worst case scenario with they're in the lottery correct
0: uh yes
4: yes
2: for this year correct if they have the worst
4: case scenario what's the lowest they could draft
0: uh, so worst case
4: scenario for this year, uh, I believe they would end up uh, if they win tonight, they would end up tied with the Knicks, possibly and the Nets for somewhere in that eight to nine range. Uh, but the way yeah. the scores are seen right now, it's looking like uh, the Bulls are looking like they're gonna lose. And the Knicks actually have a big lead last time I checked on Cleveland. But the most likely scenario is that the Bulls are gonna get the sixth. Uh, spot, which would be great considering how things went after this little three-game winning streak and fans are freaking out. But to answer your question there, worst-case scenario would definitely be getting to that uh, ninth pick uh, winning this game and ended up tying for that eighth to ninth. And then we also have the first-round pick uh, from the New Orleans Pelicans. And so a worst-case scenario would also involve that pick falling somewhere to the 21-22 range. Uh, New Orleans is able to pick up a win tonight, rather than being an 18. I believe, which is uh, the best case scenario.
2: Okay, as, as a quick follow-up, what what do you see the team needing as far as uh, do you need shooters? Do you need big guys? Do you need uh, point guards? Do you need all of the
4: above? What do you think they'll shoot for? Yeah, and that's obviously obviously a great question with the state of this rebuild. Uh, I would say so with the way the team is built right now, best player available is definitely where I would be looking just because if the Bulls are going to be just outside the top five, as it appears, of course you never know with the lottery, we're going to have a chance to take an elite player. So you've got to reach on that that higher upside, even if there is a big bust potential. Uh, but the definite hold, to you know directly answer your question there, we need a center and a small four. So you got huge holes at the three and the five uh, that you absolutely need to, feel, uh, to fill. Excuse me, Denzel Valentine... Uh, is not very athletic, but he is a knockdown shooter and a great playmaker and a great sort of secondary ball handler. So Denzel Valentine will be a great backup small force for the Bulls. So you just got to fill that starter spot. Um, if the Bulls were to get into that eight to nine range, or you know, depending on their board, of course I don't know. Wendell Carter, uh, the freshman from Duke, would be ideal, yeah. I believe, center just because he's a high IQ player and can check off all the boxes, including the fact that he can hit three-pointers and free throws at a good clip, so that's going to be important. But just because the Bulls are looking at the higher end now, I think Michael Porter Jr. from Missouri uh, is going to be the top prospect. And, of course, there's a lot of mystery surrounding him because he didn't really play at all this year. I believe two brief games and the back injury history scares people off. But there is some talk of him preferring to play for the Bulls as them being his favorite childhood team. And, of course, if he pulls the Kobe Bryant, so to speak, here, to where he says that he only wants to play for the Bulls, only works out for the Bulls, and withholds his medical records, which is the biggest thing because people need to see those medical records to be comfortable drafting him. If he if yeah. withholds those, from, Michael Porter can sort of orchestrate his ways to the Bulls, and I think he's ideal for them. Uh, you know, a 6 small forward in the mold of Kevin Durant to where if he puts it all together, he can score from all three levels easily. And I think that would really complete, uh, this rebuild, because you have him marking and done, who I think is a solid starter and point guard. I think you really got something there. And, of course, I didn't even get to that second pick, which I think at that point you're going to want to go for a little bit of a long-term project just to get some long-term value there. Gotcha.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, now, I know, uh, Michael, you've only got a few minutes with us, so I won't. we won't keep you very long, but we do want to ask, I, at least I do, uh, Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, a couple guys that came over from the Wolves. Uh, Levine made us look stupid when we played you guys in, or when they played in Chicago. Um, what is, is that a guy that the franchise is looking to build around? Or do they think he's just kind of there for the down times and maybe uh, use him as a shopping piece or something? Or is he a guy they want to keep in Chicago?
4: And first I want to say, you know, no problem. I really have enjoyed my time on the pod so far. and Like I said, definitely during the playoffs. I'm hoping to orchestrate with you guys sort of coming back on at some point. But to go ahead and absolutely your question there. Uh, yeah, so the, the main issue with Levine, and I would say in the eyes of both fans from our coverage here, is that they're worried about the number. That That's pretty much it. We all want to keep our flexibility and, be able to keep adding pieces to this team and be a championship contender. As the East opens up and it's looking like Philadelphia and Milwaukee, those younger teams are going to be the teams that we need to be looking at. So we want to be on that timetable. So I think everyone loves Levine in Chicago, and we are looking at him as a player we can build around. Um, Everyone's very, I want to say, uh, on the fence about calling him the guy or labeling him as the star player because, of course, whoever we draft this year – is most likely going to be a player who's going to be looked at as that type of talent. But right now, it's about, like I said, fleshing out the roster. So, Levine is absolutely a player that both fans, I would say, look at as someone you can build around because he is absolutely atrocious at defense still. I'll be honest about that. But this is an offense first league. (laughs) Yeah. This is an offense first league, and Levine can absolutely fill it up. And even coming back from injury, uh, I don't have the raw numbers in front of me, but off the top of my head, I want to say he was somewhere – around 16, 17 a game maybe with bad shooting percentages. But everything that looked like it was there athletically, everything was still there as far as the speed and the athleticism with the hops dunking on people all over the place. So I think the thing for Levine is going to be how much he evolves as a playmaker because right now, you know, Hoiberg's offense is great for stretching the floor and providing spacing, but because it's a little bit of an equal opportunity offense to some extent, Levine's not really getting the touches I feel like that he really needs to to get back in a rhythm. So next year will be interesting because that is where I worry as a Bulls fan about getting a guy like Michael Porter even though I obviously see the talent and the writing on the wall there, I'm worried that, you know, with Porter and Levine it becomes a little bit of a tug of war for shots. Which, you know, young players they can figure it out, but I sorta of don't want the shot distribution to become a huge issue because you already have Martin who I think functions much better as a second option than a third. So if Levine can ultimately go through a little bit of what Andrew Wiggins is going through ironically right now with settling into being a highly paid third option, then we'll be fine no matter who we get. But if Levine himself is looking at himself as the number one option, then I really think the Bulls need to think long and hard about taking a guy like Michael Porter and maybe start looking at a center prospect like a Mo Bamba or, you know, whether you're going to trade down or what you're going to do with that pick. But definitely I think Levine is someone you're going to build around, and that's why I think you got to stay away from a guard with that draft pick because it's already getting a little crowded in Chicago on that backcourt.
1: Yeah, TR. You got another question for Michael before we got to let him go? I know his time's limited, but we will definitely try and have him back on.
2: Not not a question so much as a not a question so much as a comment. I am a uh, I watched uh, everybody you mentioned um, from uh, Michael Porter Jr. to Mo Bamba, which just brought a smile to my face. Uh, <clears throat> that guy um i'm i'm a philly guy so i got the sixes so i don't think we're getting anybody in that level nor do we have a need in that position but uh mo Bamba has such a high iq in general and a high basketball iq and i think he's just gonna i think he's gonna be a steal of the draft if he if he lasts if he hangs around long enough for you guys to get him so um he's a shot blocker and as as far as uh Porter Jr uh I'm on the fence with him. I know he was number 1 coming out of that McDonald's game and then he signed with Missouri. Has a athletic basketball family a younger brother who I think's coming into the college or whatever next year maybe going to Missouri. Um He's a question mark, but like you said, if uh if he withholds his injury records and, and he wants to be a Bulls he wants to be a member of the Bulls and Bulls want to be a member uh, Bulls want him to be a member, sorry.
0: Um and yeah I,
2: was, I think that's a perfect marriage.
4: Say, yeah, I was gonna say I definitely agree with that and uh I think you know that's something where his younger brother I know he has a few, I think, younger brothers. I know his uh oldest younger brother, Jonte, that was a pretty solid power forward at in Mizzou last year and I believe he's gonna be entering the draft. So he could actually be a potential value pick later. Uh but like I said, with the log here we have in the front court, we're sort of looking for a true center. But to echo what you said about Bomba there, I definitely like him a lot. I think people sleep on the fact that his jump shot is actually Sort of nice, obviously, it will need to work out the kick, but he can shoot threes and he has a good free throw form, so I think Bomba will be a legit shooter. And the main thing for me is, same as Wendell Carter, I feel like Mo Bomba knows his role. As you mentioned there, nine wingspan is crazy. He's a dominant shot blocker, so he'll need to learn the finer intricacies of weak side defense. But in Chicago, just like Wendell Carter, they would know what their position is. They're playing center next to Lori, and I think that helps everyone else fall into place. When you get Porter, you're really talking about restructuring the offense to get looks for him and Laurie and then make sure Levine doesn't get left out. So it becomes a little bit more complicated, but I'm going to be honest with you. Either way, uh, the Nico Mirch trade that helped the Bulls end up with two first rounders is really what's going to, I think, accelerate this rebuild. In. You know, call it too early for me, seeing how Minnesota did this year with Jimmy, but I really think, depending on if the Bulls nail these two picks, they could be in a position to where they could actually be a fringe 8 seed next year, potentially in the playoffs, which would be great for the growth. And, you know, 2019, it's not going to be as deep of a draft, but getting another first-rounder next year is obviously going to help. But I think next year, uh, you can mark my horse, I think the Bulls will make some noise and possibly be able to sneak into that 8-10 to 10 range by the end of the year in terms of playoff seeding. Absolutely, man. Great answer.
1: Um, I got one quick thing, and if you want to give me a yes or no answer because you're busy, I understand. Uh, this is my last thing, and we'll let you go. Does Tom Thibodeau play his players too many minutes in the regular season?
4: Ooh, uh, you, you got me there. You almost make me want to stay and talk another hour about that one. I could go on for days. Mm-hmm. But So, does uh, you said does Tom Thibodeau play his players too many minutes? Was that the question?
1: Yeah, in the regular season, do those guys play, the starters, do they play way too many minutes?
4: It's funny. If you want me to be completely honest, I will say actually no, which is going against the conventional wisdom there. And it's not because I don't, in a weird way, I obviously see the problem. Thibodeau plays guys too much, which, you know, contradicts what I just said. But when you look historically at, you know, obviously the game has changed a lot. and It's a lot more, you know, athleticism involved. So minute loads and things change. But ideally, if you have really good starters and not a strong bench, you know, you're going to end up giving, you know, 30-, 40-minute range to your starting player. So what I will say is I think Thibodeau just needs to open up his mind. He doesn't play his players too many minutes, but he doesn't rest them enough, if that makes sense. And I think – you know, Thibodeau, it's okay if you play a guy 38 minutes a game, I guess, you know, if you feel like you absolutely need him that much, but then he can't play all 82 if you're going to do that. And there's just enough science and data to back that up. Factually, you're going to get hurt if you're trying to play all 82 games at that high of a workload. And I think Carl Anthony Towns is a great example. I think I, I could be wrong on this, but I know for a fact Wiggins, has played a few 82-game seasons to this point where he played every game. And it's just like, you know, by the time they're in their golden years hitting that, you know, sixth, seventh year in the league, these guys are going to be worn out if they're playing all 82 games and playing that workload. So I don't have any problems with Thibodeau's minutes distribution because the bench isn't that, you know, strong here. But you got to rest, guys, in some key games down the stretch if you're going to do that. And I guess I sort of created a loop for myself because, they don't have any key games where they could rest guys because they put themselves into this situation where they're on a yeah,
1: really. it. Yeah, so
4: yeah I, I think t- Thibodeau really? Yeah, so I think more issues I was going to say with Thibodeau is his uh, GMing. I don't think he did the best moves here in the offseason besides Jimmy to get enough depth to sort of flesh out that roster. And I think the fact that their bench is severely lacking a backup wing <laughs> to sort of give yeah. Lee or Jimmy a break really the main issue. So I have a bigger issue with his signings and his trades than I do with his minutes, uh, his rotations, for sure.
1: Well, we'll get you on sometime and we'll talk more about that. Um, Thank you, Michael, for coming on. I wish we could have you on longer, but I know you're busy. And we will definitely have you back uh, if we get into the playoffs and get deeper and into the offseason. We'll definitely have you back to talk a little more Bulls, a little more Wolves, and just a little more NBA a uh, little news update in case both of you are wondering. Russell Westbrook will average back to back triple doubles this year. He got his 16th rebound <laughs> against the Grizzlies.
4: And I, and I sort of saw that one coming. But as I said, definitely a big fan of the Wide Men Can't Jump podcast. I'll definitely be tuning in from here on out, and I'll make sure to message you guys. And like I said, we'll correspond something in the future. But I really enjoyed it. But I'm getting back to this Wolves game. And uh, you guys have a great
0: night
1: there. You so. too, man. Go Wolves.
0: Yep, go Wolves.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that was Michael Walton from Bulls Confidential. He was from Bracket Busters and Hoops Habit. Talking a little Bulls, a little Wolves, a little basketball here on the basketball show. It's this thing we do sometimes where we talk basketball. Uh, TR, just a quick update right now. Third quarter, three minutes to go in the third quarter. The score is Wolves 80, Nuggets 79. So... (laughs) I'm sweating through my little Minnesota Timberwolves shirt over here. It's like, come on, boys, let's do it. Uh, the Sixers are cruising 94 to 58 over the Bucks right now. It's not even close. Jesus. Uh, yeah, it's a beating. It's a damn beating. Uh, Russell Westbrook is going to average a triple double this season, so that's some news there. It that's insane, by the way, that Westbrook can average a triple double two years in a row. And I didn't think he'd do it this year with the talent he's got around him.
2: Uh, unquestionably one of the greatest athletes of, of my time. Uh, you know, kudos to him. There's not much to say. He's just like, he's a little bit crazy. I, I'm not a big fan of the way he dresses, but uh, his press conferences are uh, bizarre sometimes. But when, you know, between the, uh, the baselines – so to speak. Uh, There ain't many better. Uh, Kudos to us. Not at all. But we,
1: sir, did not finish our awards, and we've got about 18 minutes left, so we're going to talk a little bit of finish our awards, and we'll talk a little bit of playoff basketball here coming up. Uh, So we had, I believe, let's see here. I believe we gave out two more awards left, if I'm not mistaken mistaken uh tim dombrova our man up north just said philly has 46 points off the bench so jeez that's insane wow my god and the penguins did defeat the flyer seven zip tonight as well oh. um I, oh. yeah but i I'd, I'd trade it all for a minnesota win so i'll just say that uh we did go over rookie of the year we both went with simmons we both went with gobert for defensive player of the year We both went Lou Williams with sixth man of the year, and we both went with Oladipo for most improved. Now, here's the two I think we may disagree on, maybe. If if we're going to disagree, these will be the two. MVP, we may agree on that, but let's see. MVP, who you got?
2: This was a no-brainer until recently, but I I still think you got to give it to James Harden. Um, Best record in the NBA, best player on that team. Was neck and neck with Russell last year. Uh if you want ain't to no say more. Russell was <laughs> that.
1: I said it ain't neck and neck this year, it's clear.
2: Yeah, and uh you know, I've always had that that mentality that I'd like to give the awards including playoffs and uh you know, just see how it shakes out after all is said and done. Uh, but since the, the rules are as they are, um, he's had a phenomenal regular season being the leader of the number one team in the league. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm interested to see the playoffs if they can continue with he and Chris Paul who do not have a stellar record in the playoffs. And some would say he, uh, disappeared last year in the most important crucial time. So, uh, he definitely deserves the hardware for the regular season. Um, he's to see live. He's an incredible player to watch live uh, when he's just zoned in on uh, taking somebody to hoop or crossing them over and pulling up for a three. One of the greatest, I mean, he, he, he can play defense when he wants to. Uh, but, offensively he's he's a really a one man show it's he's worth the price of admission alone, as uh the wrestling promoters used to say so i'm giving the beard the mvp for the regular season
1: yeah i have to agree with you and them adding chris paul uh, a move that i didn't think would help i actually thought it was going to hurt him um but it, it helped majorly uh those two i think paul took his role as the number two better than i anticipated uh, he's okay with Harden being the guy that leads the team and Harden having the ball. And D'Antoni's system fits great for him. Uh, we'll see how they roll into the playoffs uh, because I think I think they're the team to beat out west. Golden State has been struggling as of late, but maybe Golden State's just to go out to get their second wind. Um, not sure about Curry in that situation. Um, it's been a wild year uh, out west and still going. Uh, the Wolves and Nuggets are making it. They're making me sweat, man. I'm I'm sorry. I'm keeping an, an eye on the score here on my phone. So it's really just, oh, man. And there's still another quarter left. I'm going to have a heart attack before the end of the night. Uh, but here's the one I think we may disagree on. Um, coach of the year. Who is the coach of the year, in your opinion?
2: You know, I... I don't know if we'll disagree but this is just such a difficult year. Um it really is. Brett Brown'll get some some late attention because of the way they finished and and the turnaround from I don't know how many wins they had but let's just say they had more wins this year than they had the the, the previous 3. Um but you know, you could you could put some of that with uh the free agents in the GM and and so forth. Um, God, I'm I'm forgetting the name of Toronto's Casey, right? Uh, Toronto's head coach. Yeah, Dwayne Casey. Um, Dwayne Casey, my bad. I couldn't think of his first name. Duh. Tim's gonna kill me for not remembering the, the Canadian. Deal. Yeah, he will. Um,
1: yeah, you're gonna hear from him.
2: Dwayne Casey took a consistently good team and made them the best team um, in the East. Uh, had a little hiccup the last show. Uh, we were talking about their loss to Cleveland and Boston, but didn't lose their, their seating. They're number one. They got home court. Uh, it's in my vocabulary, just say home field. So forgive my slips, but home court advantage. Um and there's Mike Dantoni to consider and uh there was yeah. one other that I'm not thinking of too that, that did a hell of a job this year. Um Well, if I'm not remembering him then he's not gonna win it. Uh
0: <laughs> but there is one,
2: o- there is one other candidate. But I, I think when it's all said and done, Dwayne Casey's gonna get it.
1: Okay. So you're picking Dwayne Casey. No. You may not have say he deserves it more than those others but you're saying he's going to win it.
2: Uh, I just think it's close with all of them and uh you know, I don't I don't know who made the the like Dan Tony's system is perfect for the talent he's got. And uh if the name I'm missing is something you'll pull up and then I'll be like damn I forgot about him. Um but no, I I think it's neck and neck and could go anyway. I mean, I I'd probably just because if you consider DeRozan a megastar, which I don't. I just think he's an all-star, considering he's yeah. the top dog there. Uh I think coaching and, and uh the way they play the game is a lot more, you know, he doesn't have a James Harden who we just spout earlier, so I'm sticking with Casey.
1: Okay. Well, you you listed a bunch of good names. You could also, in my opinion, you could throw in Terry Stotts from the Trailblazers, who really overachieved this year in a year that nobody except you called them to be as good as what they have been. I think Terry Stotts could easily win it. You oh, know, yeah. here's a guy that nobody's – yeah, Quinn Snyder. That's that's a guy who, who honestly – like, if you look at, at Quinn Snyder – like Honestly, I feel like that should be the guy that wins it. But another guy that that nobody's mentioned is Greg Popovich. And everybody's like, why? I mean, they underachieved. They're a seven seed. They're a seven seed that didn't have their best player all season long. Their best player. Uh, take, you take – go ahead.
2: And uh, another name that – I don't know where my brain's at tonight, but another name that slipped – not that he deserves it, but he's definitely improved over everything. The relationship with Popovich is LaMarcus Aldridge, who last year mm-hmm. was kind of like uh, he's he was a good player to play along with Kawhi and Gasol, et cetera. But uh, this year yeah. he really stepped up. So he, he would probably be second place and most improved. But uh, So, yeah, Popovich, uh, you know, it's it's going to be a tough decision for, for whoever makes it. I mean,
1: you take – you take the Spurs, who didn't play, didn't have Kawhi Leonard. That was their, that's their best player on both sides of the ball. It's Kawhi Leonard. That's, and they didn't have him all year. They are a six seed right now, flirting with a, a five, could drop to seven. But if you took LeBron James off the Cavaliers, where would they be? If you took, you know, if you took one, if you, you noticed Steph Curry off the. Off the Warriors, they they wouldn't they haven't been as good. If you took away yeah. all these things from these teams, take Damian Lillard off of Portland, would they make the playoffs? I don't think so. San Antonio made the playoffs without their best player playing a game all season. Or may, did he play one or two, maybe, or did he not play any?
2: He played a few. I don't, I don't um, remember. But,
1: but I think he played a few. But but the but he, act- but I think
2: the guy echo, that deserves your the point most. There. Echo your point there real go quick. Um, San Antonio is also playing with uh, a 40- 40 or 41-year-old Ginobili who was on the fence of retiring and uh, a Parker yep. older, et cetera. So it isn't like they have a ton of uh, – they just keep playing San Antonio's way and, you know, they keep winning. So
1: Continue. It's hard not to pick Popovich, but I'm going to go with Quinn Snyder. That's the guy that needs to win it. Um, they lose their best player to free agency. They're, arguably, their best player leaves in free agency. They make a few trades. Um, they get rid of Joe Johnson. They add Ricky Rubio. They add, you know, they have Derek Favors, Rudy Gobert, Joe Ingles. Just basically, they, they don't have star power at all. They have one guy who's probably defensive player of the year, they have a point guard who I can tell you can't shoot for shit, but he's having the best year of his career, and they're they they might be the four seed. They might be the three seed in the playoffs if they win tonight. Tr, they will be the third best team in the in the toughest division, and that's the way. And the,
2: and and the crazy thing is Utah is traditionally a tough place to play,
0: and there to have home
2: home court it's uh this this year is crazy, and as I saw with my Philadelphia Eagles, anything can happen anymore in sports. so i'm I'm uh, you know I'm looking forward Look, to this, listen uh, to
1: some of these players, listen to some of these players the, and and tell me if you thought at the beginning of the year this was going to be a playoff team because when Gordon Hayward gone, I wrote him off. I said, okay, they have Alec Burks, Jay Crowder, Dante Exum, Derek Favors, Gobert, Ingles, jo- uh, Jonas jerkobo Donovan Mitchell who we didn't know was as good as he is. Ricky no. Rubio, Fabo Cephalosha, Epe Udo. I mean, does that sound like the third best team in the
3: West? Not at all. No,
2: I mean, it, it, it sounds like a team that USA would crush in the World Cup. It, um, it, it does. It sounds like games. a team that would just get smacked
1: in international play. But here they are. They're about to be the three seed in the playoffs if they win tonight they're going to be no worse than I think they can't go below 5 or 4 and they can't be no higher than 3 so Quinn Snyder to me is coach of the year without question
2: Yeah he was actually the uh the fourth guy on my in my brain um I'm still going to give it to Casey but uh, you know I wouldn't I wouldn't be furious if uh if Snyder took it
1: yeah, I mean, you could really give it to uh, to any of the guys that you named or I named off. It's it's wide open this year as to, to who could be coach of the year, and we pretty much agreed on every other award there. So uh, if you were looking for TNR, and TNR, TNR, you are TNR. If you were looking for TR and I to fight over awards, <laughs> sounds like you got a... So there's that, but... Uh... <laughs>
0: Man, well, we have
2: I mean, tonight. technically technically, we're still alive for our day before tip-off of the NBA season this year.
1: Um, yeah, but, championship but yes, we matchup. are.
2: We, I, I would doubt it highly, but we did say because we thought Kawhi Leonard was going to be there, and we also thought that uh, Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward were going to be on the other side. We both, um, without knowing – the other one was thinking this way, picked San Antonio to play Boston. And somehow we, we neglected to throw Brad Stevens in there. Who's uh, kept them together as well. Uh, yeah. He won't, he's not a coach of the year, but he's definitely a great coach. So he technically is. we're not out of it, but I, I wouldn't lay money on it. Put it that way.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't either. Uh <laughs> not going to, but I tell you what, they aren't going to hear the end of it if it happens. We will not let anybody <laughs> in this world hear the end of it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yes, sir.
1: But um, Philly is 105-75 at the end of the third right now as they are cruising to that three-seed TR. They want it, and they want it bad. They're going to get it because I believe Cleveland is still down. Even if, Well, Cleveland's cut it close now. They've got it back. It's 86-78. Cleveland is down to the Knicks, but – You know what? Philly's doing their thing right now. It's 105-75 going into the fourth. Uh, So uh, how often does the team put up 105 in uh, three quarters?
2: That team can score, buddy. I'll tell you that much. They can
1: score. You're telling me. They can. Minnesota right now, 90, Denver 85, seven minutes and 50 seconds to go in the game. Jesus God, Minnesota, just pull away so I can breathe, please. It's all I ask. Man, it's you coming down get, a
2: little wide. You better get it. You better get an inhaler or a CPAP machine, 'cause that son of a bitch is going down to the last possession. I'm telling you, that's just the way you the season
0: is.
1: I don't touch alcohol, and I'm gonna need a beer. Like, jeez. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> I'm talk, talking here. to Conrad about my girlie Coors Light. I love about twenty of them right now, but. I'm saving after the Tim and Tom show later in the week. Boy, he he busted
1: your balls good tonight. I I got a kick out of that.
2: (laughs) I hear that a (laughs) lot. But like I said, Terry Funk, and he admitted his own father, Mr. Thompson, he admitted his own father drinks Coors Light. So if I ain't drinking Miller Light with Conrad, I'm drinking with his dad and Terry Funk and Dick. Well, Dick Murdoch's passed away, unfortunately. But yeah, Uh, Miller Light I can do with too. You know, on a personal note,
1: man, I must be weird. I just don't care for beer. I really don't. Uh,
2: not not many of us do. We just do it to get drunk. <laughs> no, uh, that's it's just, it's
1: just cheaper.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, that that uh, that's uh, that's just my case. I uh, <laughs> you know, I, I I'm not one to go for craft beers. I, you know, a lot of people, I I don't see it either in certain instances. Where if somebody yeah. wants to, hey, let's go to a brewery because that's big up here. I don't know how it is down there, but um, they'll be like, try this one, and I'm just like, Ugh. just give me my uh, Miller Light would be number two uh, for me. But give me a Coors Light or a Miller Light. Well, you're a happy
1: camper, them.
0: huh? Yeah, <laughs>
2: I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna taste it like uh, cutting into a, a nice steak or anything, and, and have that pleasurable. Feeling yeah. in my mouth, or or, or the quench of thirst, like a like a cold uh, drink of uh, ice water when you're thirsty and dehydrated. But yeah, a cold Coors Light or Miller light works for me.
1: Well, let me tell you what works for me is our sponsors. They work for me, and let them work for you. Thanks to WowFreeCam dot com for sponsoring the show, and also our newest addition to the sponsor. You heard the commercial earlier. Make up by kennedy follow her on makeup kennedy so guys i know this is a guy's show and like makeup god nate you plugging makeup now what are you listen i have a woman and a lot of you have women and a lot of you guys out there know makeup is what women love hit up makeup kennedy you can find her on facebook send her an email you heard the commercial go back and listen to it make sure you find her and get her she has deals galore and it doesn't hurt that she's my niece. So hook her up. Do me a favor. Help her help you. you got me, TR? Still there?
2: Yeah, I was just waiting waiting until you got done putting it over. Um I'm you know, we haven't over. heard we haven't heard from Karen from Philly. Maybe we'll get her to call on one of the other programs and uh yeah, we'll turn her on to the makeup. Yeah, we'll turn her on to yeah, the definitely. makeup deal. And
1: uh, And, uh, so definitely like, Hey, we'll plug, we'll plug anything here. You know how that goes. So uh, help out our sponsors, let them help you. We'll have some big news coming up within the next uh, week or so. We're going to talk some playoffs and uh, we are just about out of time this week on wide men can jump. We didn't get to talk a lot of playoff series because our guests came on and we appreciate them. They gave us a lot of their time more than I expected they would. Uh thanks to Conrad Thompson. Follow him. I, I add Hey Hey, it's Conrad. Thanks to Michael Walton for jumping on with us, talking some basketball. TR. Thank you for coming on, buddy. I, I don't thank you enough, but thank you so much for being on here oh, with sure. me. I have a blast with you, brother. I really do.
2: <laughs> we must we must be killing time. No, you're you're welcome. I nah, have a blast I... with you too, Nate. Um <laughs> And, and Tim, uh, thank you, know, Tim he,
1: Dombrova, our man, our man up north. That dude works just as hard as me and Tom do to bring you this show. Support our sponsors. We have merchandise. We hope to have a merch store very, very soon, guys. I promise I'll get it to you soon. We've had a couple satisfied customers who have hooked us up and gotten some bottle openers, some stickers, things of that nature. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Instagrams Wide Men Can't Jump. Twitter is at wide jump. We're on Facebook. Five men can't jump. Follow TR at TR shock. Follow me. I'm at M M I T M Nathan, but please follow wide jump and let's get those up there. Our show is available on iTunes podcast Addict, Stitcher FM flash. I believe or it's player FM. I've been calling it flash FM for weeks now and it's act flash FM is actually a channel on grand theft auto vice city. So that is, that does not exist. Uh but it's uh, player. We might be on there anyway. Yeah, we may be. Check it out anyway. Um but we are Get
3: iHeartRadio
1: in there. Oh, iHeartRadio, definitely go on there. Get us some listens on iHeartRadio so T R and I can go to the iHeartRadio Awards this year and wear our Harry and Lloyd tuxes from Dumb and Dumber. We will do it. Yeah. just get us there. I promise. Also, uh anywhere you download podcasts, guys, just look for us there. Um blocktalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump is our home here. You can listen to our archives there. Our RSS feed is there. Just listen to us anywhere. Share with your friends. We are growing exponentially and we thank you guys so much for listening to us. Um, TR anything you want to plug before we get out of here and I go finish the Wolves game before I have a heart attack. Uh,
2: no, just, just take a a bear aspirin. It should improve your circulation for the game.
0: Hope Um,
2: and uh, if I were to plug anything, it would be to urge you guys to, if you're a fan of basketball, which you know is our main reason for this Wednesday show. But we also do a lot of other different shows. Tim and Tom does some uh, uh, current uh, pop culture humor, little uh, a little progressive, a little R-rated. Uh, we do roundtable where we talk about everything that happened in the week. We we uh, we have Wide Man can't score about the NHL. Um, I would urge you to go to uh, whatever page you listen on and go back. Check out, Click on and check out the description, because we've had, like, Conrad. We we talked to Conrad, his partner, Bruce Pritchard, on. We've had, uh, you know, uh, Ron Fuller, who was a basketball player and a wrestler. We've had uh, Jeff Jarrett. We've had uh, Jim Bobby Peterson. Blaze the is being on and the basketball, Bobby Blaze has been on with us. Bobby Blaze, this? we love him. Uh, Keith Jim Pompey Peterson jumped on. Keith Pompey from the Philadelphia Inquirer, who travels with the Sixers. Uh, God, we've had so many people, guys from uh, like uh, John Ham and uh, uh, Kelly Scaletta Bleacher Report, and every damn thing out there. Pretty much, if you click in our archives, we've had something very interesting every show. T. Neck was on a few episodes. Stutter and Tommy Rich appeared on a few episodes. We got a very high uh, comedic and informational content in our archives. So don't just listen from here forward, go back to, and that's all.
1: Yeah, definitely check out our archives, check out what we've done and share with your friends. Leave us a five-star review and rating on iTunes. That really helps us out and gets our name out there. Big news coming within the week, but uh, who knows when we'll be back on. I think Tim and Tom's show will air tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, Wide Men Can't Jump, episode 23 was tonight. We'll have 24 next Wednesday. We'll talk more playoffs, and who knows when else will pop up. Sunday night roundtable this Sunday. Uh, I believe that's everything. TR, nothing else, buddy, is there?
2: Nothing else, bro. All
1: right. Take us home, man.
2: Peace.